My racing career isn't just about me. It's about the team, the fans, the sponsors, the families, the tracks, the whole sport. Join us over the next five months on the Junior Nation Appreciation Tour, where we show appreciation to where it's owed. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. This is Kerry Earnhardt, and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors, where the pavement ends and the dirt road begins. Well, here we are back in the Azalta studio for another Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Kerry Earnhardt, and joining me, as always, my brother-in-law, L.W. Miller. How's it going, now, Doug? It's going great. Glad to be here in these Exalta studios and uh, getting ready to talk about some outdoor stuff. It's always fun. So uh, let's talk about trail cameras because I think this is a good time to start working with trail cameras and trying to observe what you got going on and what you got coming around. Yeah, we definitely. I, I actually have been hard at it getting trail cameras set up in a couple of different states that I'll be visiting next fall. So it's definitely this is the time of year couple of our locations we run trail cameras all year long just to just to track the you know what's happening with Mm -hmm. the deer what they're doing but obviously for antler development and knowing what you have for shooter bucks or not shooter bucks this is the time of year you want to get them out yeah i'm getting ready to start i've been of course on the road a lot here lately and i'm getting ready to start and got a piece in virginia um became um, i got on the lease up there so i'm getting ready to go up there and do some cameras out myself and the guy another guy with us he's already put some out and seeing some good stuff coming in so i'm excited yeah up there and get my locations and put the cameras out and see what's happening yeah every year um our, our property in ohio that uh that we have is uh one of the properties where we run a few cameras year round we don't run all of our cameras year round but we run a few and you know back as early as uh, sometime in may we had a, a buck showing up that really was developing real early and, and real big and you know i'm haven't been up since turkey season to to reset the cameras and i think the batteries went dead in the particular camera that that was that buck was showing up on we have um bushnell um wireless cameras that send the pictures mm-hmm. right to our phones for dale and, and truex and myself and uh we also have a, a, a camera called spartan cams that's a little bit newer and that also sells and it's it, they're both unique in their own way the bushnells we run on uh, at&t service and the spartans run on verizon service so it kind of helps us cover the whole property as far as you'll have spots where one doesn't work, but the other one will. And then the old fail-safe is we have a lot of just old standard Reconyx cameras, which have been a, a long-time favorite of, my, of mine. This, the Reconyx cameras, you know, you, you see them advertised on TV, and you think, well, they, you know, can they really be all that? And they, they really are all that. Yeah, you know? and the pictures you show me are pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put a Reconyx camera on a tree next to any other camera, yeah. and I end up getting, you know, a 1,000 more pictures, and it's a, you know, clear, nice they're real good cameras so between the wireless cameras and the standard cameras we've we've got everything covered for that property up there but our 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 wireless cameras we keep running year long just to watch make sure you know i can see if the farmer's back in there working on the field just kind of keeping track of what's happening as well as the deer but with that that particular buck we were getting pictures of back in may and uh early june and then the batteries went down on that camera but he was really big so i'm real excited to get up there i haven't been up there to reset all the cameras i'm real excited to get up there and reset everything up um so i can see how they're looking because now you know pretty much from the first of july on you can you can determine whether it's going to be an eight point or a ten point you know what it's going to be so 
it out. I'm, I'm hoping to get up there next week or two and, and get those cameras up because there, sh there should be something good. Yeah, I'm pretty excited because I got property I went and looked, with, looked at with the guy, and we checked his cameras and changed cards and all this stuff. He had some nice bucks that developed pretty nice, you know, pretty good. And first of June, I think, is when we went up there, and it was crazy just to see how much the deer have progressed just that short of time oh yeah i mean you see them little nubs next thing you know they're stuck <laughs> out there and yeah they 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 claim that 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 antler tissue is maybe one of the i don't know if it's the fastest growing tissue of any whatever it is it's it's, it's extremely yeah. fast growing and when it does it spurts and that's what you know that buck that we had showing up early i, I thought man i wonder if he's just ahead of everything else for growing mm -hmm. sooner or if he's really going to keep growing and being that big and i honestly don't know whether they you know i don't know that all bucks stop developing at approximately the same time and he'll keep on growing and or if he'll stunt for a while and the others will catch him but it's been really cool to see um seeing that happen and, and i know what you're saying i mean you look at those if you look every day you start seeing a little bit but like if you give it about three days in between and then you look at the pictures you're like holy camoly did he grow and i mean you, you you'll see that same deer come back and you'll look and, and you'll say hey is it you'll think it's a different deer he actually his iraq will have developed that much yeah. and in a three or four day window so it's pretty cool uh i, I enjoy the heck I, cameras are one of my favorite things about managing uh game and and just all the number one the cool stuff you see and you'll you just like anything else you use it as a tool uh we learn from them right we mm -hmm. use it for learning we use it for not only understanding the deer but understanding when they're coming into those areas if right. they're not coming into those areas and, and i mean there's so much that you know, goes in that, that comes out of those cameras that you can put into your your vault of uh, knowledge. Yeah, I know the first camera I remember I put up. It was an old cheapo camera. It had a small card in it, so I was having to go down quite often to change it. it seemed like every <laughs> week, but uh, since then I've upgraded and got the bigger cards and all. And I think it's it's a key point is try to visit the area as as least as possible. Yeah, and that's what I like about like one of the house I got my wife got me for Christmas. This one that sends stuff back to my computer so i get to sit there on my computer i don't have to go down there every week or whatever check it out and, yeah and like you're talking about the ones you get on your phone and, you know it is a little extra because you have to pay for cell service and all that stuff just to get the the pictures but i think it helps a lot just not visiting the areas so often yeah just keep you anytime i mean you know people talk about uh you know what the classic name for it's a deer sanctuary it's an area that you don't go in right. any time of year right so my theory is that on any property i'm going to hunt I, I want the property to be treated like it's a sanctuary you know mm -hmm. i don't want to go in there and ride four wheelers through right. it i don't want people walking around in there just like you said i don't want to go in and out checking my cameras i'll back up a little bit because you brought up back when you your first camera where you know you had a card in there and you had to go check it i can i can one up on you that because my first camera was a uh um, of course you can one up me i'm yeah, sure well of course i can because i'm just that much <laughs> I always better. do i'm just that much better yeah but i yeah. uh the first trail camera i had used was a, a 36 millimeter camera so i would go put the camera up and then you know get busy doing whatever and maybe go up a week or two later and pull the camera out and then you would go over to rite aid or whatever the drugstore mm -hmm. was and you turned in the film and wow. then you and, and you think about this now we get when we check our cameras nowadays it's i have cameras in particular that'll have maybe 20,000 pictures yeah. on that camera when I go to check it. That's after it sat for a couple months. These pictures would take like whatever it was, 30 pictures or 24, I think maybe it was 32 <laughs> exposures. Um, so you only got 
36 pictures <laughs> on a roll of film, and you'd sit there at right and wait to see those pictures. <laughs> and I, you know, it was just as exciting back then as it is today. Only, you know, I guess the buildup was a little more because it was new. Yeah. I mean, you know, back in that would probably would have been maybe early 1990s when we started using those cameras and you know that's the only ones available and there was probably only one or two manufacturers that made them back then but that was so cool and to think about where we're at now i'm sitting here talking about the ones that send it to my phone i mean i can sit here while we're recording and look at my phone and look at a picture that just popped up you know literally 10 seconds ago so uh what a difference in that it's amazing how far things have come along yeah and, and and all that is just in in our lifestyles today, everybody obviously wants everything now and you want more and you want the best, but it's, uh, it's definitely made it easier for what you're saying as far as trying to keep your scent out of the woods and, mm-hmm. and keep from disturbing the deer as much as you can. Yeah. Now, do you normally set them up in the same area? I mean, I, I know I do most of the time and every now and then I might move one just cause I see more activity in another location, but normally i'll put them back in the same area i keep them up in the same area yeah and that's one thing i think that's a real good thing to do um and i i don't necessarily do that with with all of our cameras but i like to keep cameras that are on the tree and even even when you're not using it if you are able to leave mm-hmm. that camera on the tree i th- I think it's it's a huge bonus I, I just actually read an article a week or two ago about a guy that spent a year doing a, a trail camera test and moving them he he it started out with he he spoke of he accidentally turned the camera on video so it did video clips instead of pictures which a lot of the cameras today can do yeah and he went and checked his camera with thinking he was going to have pictures while well, he had videos and once he figured out how to load them he you know it talked all about the the details of how he figured it all out but long story short was he accidentally put on video which taught him that the deer were coming into that camera and actually spooking from the camera they would once they saw it on See, the tree they would yeah. spook and run um, and he was catching that because it was on video instead of just still pictures mm-hmm. where you probably wouldn't know that the deer ran off because it got a picture of it, it startled it, and then it ran off. So um, in that article he talked about they did a lot of different tests on how they did their cameras, and, and I got thinking back in my own experiences of, of over the years of my cameras, and you know, in particular you have a camera on a food plot. Well, you have that same food plot in there. You know, Maybe it's different crops, whatever, but you have the same location every year. And you always have a camera on a certain tree that just happens right. to get that food plot or a mineral lick or a feeder, um, you know, any of those type situations. And the deer really are immune to those cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spoke about putting cameras on deer trails where the deer weren't used to seeing that camera. And that's the ones that, that you know, percentage wise, and he had the numbers, but maybe 80% of the time that that deer came, uh, uh, that any deer came up on that camera that was on a trail it would spook and run on the video versus the one on the feeders or one on food plots or such. Mm-hmm. They just were used to them and they didn't, it didn't and I bother can see that because so. I mean, you would think something that small on a tree, they wouldn't notice, but they do. Yeah. I mean, we all know as, as outdoorsmen, I mean, those deer seem to notice everything. Yeah. So, um, I think that, and I take that approach in, in deer management as well. I mean, feeders, you know, you'll put feeders up, um, in Ohio, we can, we can run feeders all year long. So we, we protein feed all through the season up there and, you know, I feel that when we first go into the property and put a feeder on it, you're not, if there's a five and a half year old mature deer on that property, he is more than likely never going to walk up to that feeder because it's, it's new. It's, it's man-made and right. he knows it's danger versus five and a half years later, after you start using those feeders, you're going to have five and a half year old deer using the feeders because they were born with those. That was a part of their environment they were born into. Mm-hmm. So from day one, as a, as a, as a fawn, that deer saw that feeder there and, fed off of it and as he grows to be five and a half years old 
it doesn't represent danger anymore. It represents something that he's always been accustomed to. So I, I, I we had, uh, I feel like we, in the Ohio property in particular, because we've only had that property for three years now, I feel like the first year we got some pictures of some deer and then they went away and I don't feel they got shot. I think they just got shy of the area from putting up, uh, you know, redneck blinds and making old pastures into fields and putting feeders up and all the, all the human activity and new things that we added to that property. A couple of the mature deer that were on that property when we bought it, I feel like we, we ran them off. Um, but in the long run, as things progress, like I said, all the deer will be used to them right. and we'll end up having mature deer, you know, using them. So mm-hmm. same thing with cameras. I think that if that camera's on the tree and the deer have seen it there all year long, it doesn't spook them. It doesn't bother them. But when they're walking down the trail and all of a sudden there's a camera sitting on a tree on a trail, they've walked down a thousand times they jump back and say, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. And I think a mature buck knows just to maybe go 20 yeah. yards out yeah. further. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go can't get me now. Right. Exactly. Have you had any, uh, any kind of weird pictures or anything that's <laughs> unusual? You know, we have, and, and I think, uh, you know, I, I think back about some different things. I, I've seen a lot of pictures online of stuff that people just put on there yeah. that are crazy. And you think, well, how, you know, but it's these days with technology, the way it is, it's hard to say if somebody's Photoshopped right. things or if it's real, but we, I, I have some funny things and, you know, people walking in the woods yep. that you get pictures of and, and unlike the deer, people don't notice the camera and they just walk through there doing, you know, they're obliz- oblivious to it. And, you know, that you get all kinds of funny pictures of, of people walking through the woods. I actually, our own, uh, Tyler Overstreet here at Junior Motorsports, uh, the first year that we got the Ohio property, we went up and set cameras and Tyler is not an outdoorsman <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, he does not even like the word outdoors, I couldn't see right? him even so, put cameras up <laughs> well he didn't somehow I don't know how I, Dale came up to the property for just a day trip and I was up there working for that week and setting cameras and, and somehow we got Tyler out in the woods and somehow or another we got one of the one of the first trail pictures we got on that property was Tyler walking through the woods on one of the trail cameras and we all joke about it you know within here just about the the picture of Tyler out in the woods because he's not the no. guy you're gonna see and he had woods. no idea but yeah he, he was had on no, that yeah, camera right so I then you know a couple weeks later I brought the <laughs> pictures back I said check this out one of our first pictures up there was you so that was funny and and I, I have seen pictures where another neat one is where uh whether it be a hawk or some sort of a a a bird of prey you know grabbing obviously if you got it on a feeder you're gonna have squirrels there and small game and and i've got pictures of of a hawk coming in carrying you know in in the picture snaps when it's carrying off um a squirrel in the picture i actually had in north carolina where we can hunt on corn i had a camera on some corn and one of uh Carson and I were hunting together and she had shot a deer with the, with a crossbow crossbow, and the picture snapped as the deer jumped and it's got a picture of the arrow falling to the ground on the other side of the deer as the deer is up doing the old old Bronco kick. Yeah. That, that was probably one of my all time favorites of a really unique, cool picture. But over the years I've gotten a lot of cool stuff. And sometimes, I mean, Dale, and I think he shared this um, on social media a couple years ago, but he had a picture of a buck on a trail camera one day and the frost on the field uh was was just it was just a beautiful picture and it was a 10 point buck standing there and there's frost on the grass and the sun's coming up i mean it was one of those uh, a a postcard type picture that happened to get snapped on the trail camera that's crazy yeah that was a really cool one yeah when i got the house i was talking about since all everything my computer my neighbor behind us the lady that owns it now she started doing some clear cutting and these guys were in there everywhere. My my feeder and camera was probably about 20 yards off the line, but it was all woods all around it. And uh, 
I got a picture of one of the guys that were cutting the trees down, standing there by my feeder, eating a sandwich with a Coca-Cola, <laughs> standing there, just looking towards the camera. Yeah. And then uh, while I was gone here recently, I got a guy walking through right by my feeder. He's on his cell phone. And I got a picture of the backside, which I know who it is. So I'm, it's the boyfriend of the girl that I was talking about a minute ago. But um, I'm going to go talk to him shortly. <laughs> I think he was looking. Her. I think he was looking for his dogs because got they got you. loose while we were gone. And yep. Our neighbor called because we got goats and they gotten her goats before, so she was letting us know what was going on. And I think that's why he was there. But I have one a long time ago that was a, a fox, a squirrel, and a doe all eating in the corn pile. Oh, together. Uh, yep. Yeah, isn't that and, crazy? I mean, we, yeah. I mean, you'd think the squirrel wouldn't come around the fox. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that makes me think about it. Um, you bring the fox up and you think about a fox and yeah, you would think that the fox would be eating the squirrel yeah. and the deer would be scared of the fox. Yeah. So I had a similar picture and it was, it was recently, um, the reconics camera snaps a series of three pictures when it goes off, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe a, a second delay in between them or whatever it is. And in the fall, in the winter, we use apples. We'll dump apples out in front of the cameras. Like, we'll have some corn and some apples here in North Carolina. This was up here in Statesville at our new property. Um, and for whatever reason, coyotes love apples. So I can dump corn all year long, and you'll see a coyote cut through there every now and then. You'll mm-hmm. see, oh, there's a picture of a yeah. coyote. Well, for whatever reason, apples, they, they like them, I guess, just like any other animal. They eat the crap out of the really? apples. So when I put apples out, I'll have coyotes on there every single night. And I'm not saying this to defend the coyotes whatsoever because I'm a, a huge um, supporter of guys coyote hunting and trying to get rid of them because they are a, a nuisance predator. But on the same token, I have a picture of a coyote in there eating apples, and I have a picture of an adult doe coming in. And, 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 and you can see in the sequence of the pictures, she chases the coyote off the apple wow. pile. Yeah. So obviously I'm sure that if she'd had a fawn with her, she would have steered Probably. clear. He would, the coyote would have got off. I mean, the coyotes kill the deer, don't get me wrong. But in that particular case, that, that doe scared the coyote off the apples. So that's similar to your, you know, you see stuff that you just don't believe. Yeah, you like, you, like you see in that fox in there with a squirrel. Yeah. And you're wondering, why wouldn't that fox be chasing the squirrel? But yeah. <laughs> maybe he wanted to eat some He's corn. Eating corn. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's neat. So one of the neat things about trail cameras and, and Carrie, you're um, a part of this is there's a group of us on our Pennsylvania property that we all hunt together mm-hmm. and we're very fortunate up there to have some great neighbors. Um, uh, you know, Scott, Farrell and, and Willie Hember, all of our neighbors that have the big tracks of property right. around us are all also into deer management really heavily. So it's pretty cool that we all will, will start photo streams and share all of our pictures. So some people may not experience, but a lot of the places we'll get literally, you just get thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of pictures. So you sit down with your pictures or I, I'm it, it usually Scott and myself and Willie, each of us on our own properties, um, we'll sit, go through our camera cards and we'll, we'll pull off the pictures of the good deer or the shooter deer or the unique pictures, whatever right. it may be. And we're all on a photo stream together, which you're a part of it, it, That's just another thing that's really cool that I think people don't think, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. And I know there's a lot of apps that you can get for keeping track of pictures and where they're at and all that but just real simple i mean just start a photo stream and Mm -hmm. get you know get your neighbors involved and y'all just post pictures and i mean i have you know if i look back through my photo streams on my phone i've got you know 2014 pa deer then i have 2014 
PA post deer season right. deer and you know just to keep track of the deer and it's really cool to go back and say oh yeah there that deer was two years ago that's mm-hmm. the same guy you know same genetics whatever and you know share it with like you and Tanner and Uncle Robert all of us that hunt together are all on that photo right. stream and, and, I, I mean, and it lets you know what's there yeah. without you having to sit there and go through 10,000 pictures on it yeah uh, and I like it hunt. too because you know you you study that and you you have a file that's also like the shooter bucks yep. that you want taken out too so I sit there and study that and that way I only go up there one week a year and if if i see that buck come in i know i'm able to shoot him or yep. i know what not to shoot i mean yeah i remember times good, you, a, there's some you didn't want shot that walked right by me and i was like man look who visited here yeah everything i do not pick up yeah, I, I remember you uh <laughs> i remember one particular hunt and you you came back and, and you said you, you a buck that we'd had on film and i said i'd i'd like to see him make it another year and he was just a beautiful He's deer. Nice. And I remember you come back and say, "Man, that was." And even even though you didn't get shoot him, you were still had a lot of excitement just yeah, having that I buck did. that close to you. And you said your adrenaline was yep. flowing like crazy. And just uh, I mean, he went right under me. And I was like, oh, of course, uh, I had him on the. Why couldn't he be one of the shooters? <laughs> <laughs> and he was a big old boy. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that is. It's like I said. That's just one more aspect of what a great tool they can be. Yeah, it so. is. I mean, like on my computer, like I say, everything sends it to my computer's on a file. And all my pictures go into that file automatically. It's on the um, Orion, uh, I, I forgot the name of the model, but it's Orion cam, game cams that I got. And uh, it, it automatically has a spot where you can click on view pictures and all my pictures will be in that file it goes to. Gotcha. And I go through and weed out the ones, like you said, that I don't want just leaf blowing or squirrels <laughs> or birds or whatever. But it's neat to go back and, like you said, look at them deer and see how much they've grown and how much, you know, your mineral your protein feeds working for them so yeah super way of, of keeping track of, of your success of your management it program. is it is so i've got one other cool picture was uh i had a picture of a doe in pennsylvania and and i think dating i think i had a picture of that deer for seven years running and she had been shot somebody must have tried to shoot her during gun season and she had a hole through both of mm-hmm. her ears there i remember was, seeing and, that picture and then ended up uh so i had pictures of that doe for set you know called her the hole in your buck so hole in the ear doe deer and i, I named her and then i'd share her on a photo stream and you know it was just another unique situation yeah. it's something really cool to see and obviously she'd certain stand at certain angles you could see it and other times you wouldn't know it was her and then Seth ended up harvesting that doe, not knowing when he shot it right. um, this past fall last year. And uh, he shot that, and he said, uh, I think he was worried because he texted me. He's like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I shot the hole in the ear doe. And I said, well, that's fine. She I did, She was at that point. She I was, mean, I had seven years yeah, worth of pictures. I mean, she was on her down, yeah. downhill stages for sure. But yeah. that was pretty another cool, you know, just the cool stuff on, on the cameras. Yeah, it's fun to watch. And so, I mean, if anybody out there is – Looking at getting cameras, I'd, I'd advise them to do it because it's a lot of fun. You get to keep up with all this stuff going on and see some funny stuff that happens too. So Yeah, absolutely. Set and, them up in your backyard. You'll probably get some great pictures of your family yeah, doing crazy stuff. Doing crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So, and I, you know, it's neat. You can use them for all kinds of different things, security, watch, or whatever. But yep. they're fun to mess with, and it's always fun to do for you in the outdoors. Yep, absolutely. Well, I'm tired of talking. Well, I'm not tired of talking outdoors, but I've got to talk about my daughter a little bit. Yeah, I want to hear. I, I want to hear about yeah, this. She's, uh, the rodeo. She rodeos quite a bit, and for high school, she's in junior high, so she rodeos junior high school. And every state qualifies the top four in each class or event that they do. And we all go out to nationals, which is this year. It was in Lebanon, Tennessee, and it's been in Iowa. It goes to next year. She'll be in high, high school, so we go to um, South Dakota, I think is what it is. So it travels quite a bit. And it's neat to get there and see everybody that piles in that place. It's every, people from every state. 
is there. I mean, Canada, Australia, everybody. And this it's just interesting to see all that going on. And you get to ride around the campground. I mean, there's 1,500 to 2,000 horse trailers there <laughs> camping out. Wow. And it's just neat to see the stuff that people do. I mean, they, they've had big old huge blow-up pools set up and stuff like that for the kids. And uh, we so always it's, have So it's a, almost like a a Talladega um, yeah. infield camp. It reminds me a lot <laughs> like that. You see a lot of stuff going on with, you know, people, we have golf carts you have to buy there or rent there. You can't bring your home. You see them in their mud bogging and stuff like that. <laughs> of course, first thing I do is I crank mine up and where to go a little faster. So I'm riding wheelies and everything like that. But she uh, qualified in three or five of her events and she missed the uh, fourth one by like two points. But we went out there and, it was different. I mean, it rained for three days. The mud was like shin deep, oh, maybe wow. knee deep. And uh, it was a struggle for the girls and the horses. I and mean, they got events that they had to run in where my daughter runs in the mud and loses her boots and stuff like that. Oh, gosh. So it's fun to watch all the kids do that. But she uh, she got out there the first time, and I don't get to go back there because she don't like me in the back at the alleyway for her to go in. So Mama does that. And she come out, and she – little late on or early on the calf she broke out but she missed the calf and i was like what in the world you i mean wow what's going on and mama got back in the stand and she's like oh she was nervous she's talking about she felt like she's gonna throw up her stomach hurt and this and and finally she kind of settled down a little bit but she didn't have too good a weekend she she missed two calves and she uh she tied both her goats but a little slower than she normally does she usually does like eight seconds and there was some seven second runs there on goat time and she she ended like 11 or 12 seconds but it was fun and see her be able to enjoy what she worked all year on you know trying to qualify for nationals and she had a good time with her friends but she struggled at rodeo <laughs> well it was fun you, getting there. yeah and then you know i mean you just said that you just hit it on the head she had a good time with her friends and just like everything else yep. if you can have fun doing it and then y'all had some good family time together i'm sure so that's I mean, pretty cool these kids we were out there riding around and they have this huge place set up where they sell all kind of rodeo equipment and all kind of stuff shirts and everything and we were heading to that one time and we come around the corner on on the golf cart around this building and these three kids walking up the road covered head to toe in mud <laughs> with goggles on <laughs> so they had found this place in the field that was like a mud pit forever and it was kind of sloped downhill they were getting at top taking off running and belly sliding all the way down <laughs> so we went over there and this i mean they had to be three or four hundred kids in that place oh my gosh just playing and having wow. fun time so so i guess i'm pretty naive to the rodeo thing yeah i know um what is uh i can still tell you a little bit about it though if you need to know <laughs> what what is um tell me what? when you say high school uh, rodeo now that doesn't particularly have anything to do with the high school she goes to or no, that it just doesn't. means it's, that's the age what what it is, is we have two associations that she's a member of one's the junior southern rodeo association which is the largest youth rodeo group east of the mississippi and the oldest one and then there's the high school uh north carolina high school rodeo association which she's they this year they started junior high with the high school so she was able to do that so what that does, she has to have a certain grade level to compete. If she drops below that grade level, she don't get to compete in that rodeo. Oh, nice. And so we have a, a slip we have filled out by the teacher and the principal of her school every week before the rodeo. And if we turn it in and it's below the average, they don't let her rodeo. Huh. So she, that's a good way to keep her grades up. Oh, yeah. So we no do doubt. that. And then also um, they give away scholarships for college for the uh, rodeo students and contestants and they have 
colleges out in Oklahoma and Wyoming and different places, just a rodeo college, and that's what that goes to because a lot of these kids, that's what they end up doing is going to rodeo colleges and living a life of rodeo or whatever that could be. I don't know how that works, but I mean, because they ain't living no life of me. I know that. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of things <laughs> that, that, that possibly could lead to between being a, a veterinarian or just this taking care of horses. Yeah, it does. There's and tons that, of probably opportunities. You know, I'm my sure. wife was a vet tech, and she went to veterinarian school, and that's sort of what my daughter wants to do. She wants to become a veterinarian and, you know, rodeo. So we'll see how that goes for her. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense then after you explain it. Because when you say high school, I'm picturing like, well, I know my high school didn't have no, one. No, so that, no, that, I'm glad you so asked. Cause associated, that, that, yeah, that makes sense. I'm now. glad you asked because a lot of people probably was like thinking the same thing. Yeah. So when you went down there to Tennessee, are the people that are in charge of the uh, the sanction, are they from, like, where is that based out of the, the whole high school rodeo association is that something that's based here in north carolina no it's not based in north carolina the nationals is the, the national board is um i want to say it's in wyoming okay and it's out west somewhere makes sense, rodeo and, uh, yeah state, right? and you know we have like we have north carolina board members and a president and then our um, regional okay director. so they all kind of work together under yeah the they national. all work together in <clears throat> national stuff i gotcha it's it's pretty neat to see how all that works because you know I'm on the board with the Junior Southern Radio Association. And that's how I'm learning a lot with the radios because I have to know a bunch of stuff because these parents come yelling at me about the kids <laughs> getting called out wrong and stuff like that. So it, it's neat to see how all it works because it's it's a big group because I mean we have our finals for the Junior SRA, but it's just a Junior SRA group. It ain't a bunch of people coming together. It's right. Just, you know, and we do a three day weekend and have a good time, but. This is a 10-day deal. It draws out, and uh, you know, she run, she done goat tying, breakaway, and uh, ribbon roping, which is, is, is that's a neat event because you have a guy on a horse that backs in the box, a guy or a gal, which are one. They have to be a, a boy or a girl partners. One is on a horse, backs in a box, and the calf is in the uh, chute, and it's sort of like breakaway roping. You go out and rope the steer. And uh, so when he nods his head, my daughter's standing out in the arena on foot. So when he nods his head, that calf comes out, and he ropes it. And my daughter will run to the calf, and he has to be touching the calf, and the calf has a ribbon tied to his tail. And my daughter has to grab that ribbon and run back across the timeline to get a time. <laughs> so it's, it, it's a train wreck sometimes. They see these kids getting clotheslined by the rope oh, where gosh. the steer's running around. <laughs> It's, it's it's a funny event, but it's crazy, too. Yeah, that sounds like fun to watch. And then her breakaway is the same thing. She backs in a box. The box is a little corner that she backs in with the opening in the front. And the calf comes out of the chute when she nods her head, and she takes off and ropes it. And her string is attached to the horn on her saddle. So when she ropes the calf, it jerks the string away. And she has to have it around the neck. She can't have it around the top, you know, like the little horns or anything. Okay. So it has to be around her neck and... That's that's a fun event to watch too, cause it's it's fast pace and yeah, I mean it's like one point nine to two seven seconds. Oh wow, it all happens that quickly. Yeah, <laughs> when you know, hers sometimes it's you know seven or eight seconds, but <laughs> it's it's crazy to watch all that stuff and it's so when you it's go, interesting. It, it came you know all this came back from old cowboy days when they out you know gathering their stock you know, <laughs> up in there. the fields. Yep, herding cattle, herding and cattle. Herding them, you know. <laughs> I love that. I was one story about that is I was out hunting in Nebraska one year and we were hunting on a, about a 20,000 acre ranch and they had free range cattle there. And I didn't know it. Um, none of it, you know, I think I was hunting with three other guys and we didn't know it. we were white tailed deer hunting. And, but during the time we were there, they were herding the cattle. And I mean, this area, we were in, uh, um, Harrison, Nebraska, I believe mm-hmm. it was. It was up in the panhandle and we, you literally could see the Wyoming state line from where we were at. 
and we would hunt down on the flat where they had triticle fields down the bottom which is a form of like alfalfa and the deer were bedded up in these hills well we went up in the hills one to scout out one day and we were scouting for a place to hang a stand or whatever and, and all of a sudden i looked up and there was a girl sitting on a horse like came out of the middle of nowhere grew, yes. and next thing you know another guy appears and then another person appears and they were up there herding these free range cattle yeah and i mean it was just like back in the old like like what you picture in in the cowboy movies oh, like yeah. i like i let that's what i saw yeah. happening right in front of me i'm like <laughs> they come on they got their jeans jackets on and they're 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 leather you're chaps thinking, and what in the world's happening they had been out there for they'd been out you know they were camping yeah. I mean, they were yeah. out there herding cattle i mean they didn't go back and go to the cabin yeah, and go to neat. bed they were out there for a couple of days yeah. doing that and so that was a that was pretty cool to see when you mentioned you know the yeah, we see that a lot like elk hunting you know you you'll be elk hunting next thing you know you got a herd of cattle you got to worry about not busting <laughs> you you know and spooking elk so and, and you know out west and a lot of that place is a it's all free range and you know it's the neighbors if a neighbor's cattle comes on your you you call and let them know it's there yep. and stuff like that and it's it's neat to watch that stuff go on but yeah you don't think about it. i mean you know I, I guess i don't think about it being from from the east and you know you hear you yeah. think about somebody's got cows they have a, a barbed wire fence around oh, them yeah, right yeah. <laughs> you know and out there they're just running around out in the mountains and i mean yeah. i'm not talking small patches of woods i'm talking huge huge, huge mountain ranges huge so that is thing. pretty cool those guys uh that's that's they, they live doing it old school i guess well i know i rambled on about my daughter so i appreciate you listening to that and let me get it off my chest no oh, i'm glad to hear that that's part of our it's a lot of fun, that's part so. of the show and then and, and the part that i guess we leave out is i know i know i'm totally guilty of getting all caught up in and talking about hunting and, and and management and stuff like that for deer because um, that happens to be right. my thing but uh by all means let's uh let's try to do more of that talking about our family and the different things we do in the outdoors whether it be your rodeos or or fishing or or camping or anything we do because that is every bit of that all that stuff is awesome stuff yeah it's it's all fun and you know everything i do i wish i, I always wish my family was there like you know rodeoing and you know, going on hunting trips or whatever but there's a lot of times they can't go so yeah it's I, always fun to that, do it when it that's together. what um kelly and i you know we'll be talking about our planning out our calendars and i'll say well you know i was going to go hunting this week and this and then i'll say something about something and she'll say man you know well you're going to go hunting and do this and that and i said yeah i said but um you know if it was up to me honestly i'd have my whole family sitting yeah. up there in that tree with me because yeah. i really would yeah, i mean it's fine. i love it's, it yeah you, know, you, you hunt with you yeah. know, kelly and wyatt yeah. and carson and candy and i mean that's that's uh unfortunately like you said i mean i i want to go and, and 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 do a little bit more and go a little more often than what they can do but anytime we can get them with us we want to but we all know that they can't be there all the time so it also is good for us i guess to go out there and and have some alone time sitting in the woods too so it's yeah all of it's good that's cool well I know I'm excited about that property I just got on the lease of and uh, looking forward to getting up there. I was planning on going up there when I got back from uh, the National Final Rodeo, but I got a call to go to Goodwood in England for the Goodwood Festival of Speed, which is an event. This will be my eighth time doing it, so it's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> doing that. So I got home. We had to do all my mowing and then weed eating and everything to head out here to Goodwood. So that's I think a, I'll, I'll, probably miss, I'll probably miss our next episode, so I'll I'm trying to get a hold of Hank Parker Jr. to fill in for me and see if he'll do that for us. Awesome! I can. Uh, so you, I can, you and I Hank's going to have to hold down the I can get Hank out here and he'll uh, he'll give me a little bit of artillery, yeah, give me some more sure. uh, stuff I can bust you on. I'm sure it's not going to be a good episode for me <laughs> busting my chops between the two of you, but 
Yeah, looking forward to that and hopefully have some good stories to talk about when I get back. That'll be awesome. I hope you have a good time over there. And, and I know that every year I enjoy seeing your pictures when you come back and hearing the stories about what you do over there. So that'll be a pretty cool, pretty yeah, cool thing. Unfortunately, the wife ain't going to be able to go this year because, yeah, like I said, it's such a short notice and having to get animals and kids and everything in place. Yeah. I'll uh, definitely be sending some pictures back and posting stuff. So cool. people check it out. Awesome. I well, appreciate it and uh, look forward to the next time we're together. and. Hopefully you and Hank won't beat on me too bad and have a good show that uh, week. Don't get your hopes up. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, folks, that's it for Earnhardt Outdoors. I want to thank Exalta for all they do for Dirty Mo Radio. And keep up with all the latest Exalta news. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Exalta Racing. If you have any suggestions, be sure to let us know on Twitter or Facebook at Earnhardt Outdoors. Yeah, that'd be exciting to hear the stories and see what people want to know about. So do that. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and keep up with us. And I appreciate everybody out there for listening. And until next time, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dell Jr. fan.